I'm standing down the end of Fitzroy Pool. It's 32 degrees and sweltering. Summer Touchwood is finally here. And on the wall behind me are the words Aqua Profonda in large black letters. For several generations of Australian readers, Fitzroy Pool is a literary mecca. This is Helen Garner country. Next day I went to the baths again with the children and lay in the sun with Cobby's Bircher paints cap on my head. It was a long, hot day. As it progressed, people we knew gathered in dribs and drabs at the kids' end of the pool until we made up an encampment of 30 or 40 people. At four o'clock I saw from under the peak of my cap Java walk in. I turned my head away resolutely. I didn't know how I was going to behave towards him and I didn't want to be the one to make the first move. I pretended not to have noticed him and stepped into the water and sank in up to my neck. Way back in early July, we kicked off our first season of Read This by heading to Helen Garner's house for a chat and some cake. And so it seems only right to end our first year of the show back with Helen again. That was her reading from her novel, Monkey Grip. And here's the thing, I'm sure I'm not alone in this, but any time I'm at the pool, I can't resist having a sideways look at what everyone is reading. The rumours of the death of the book, all those cries of people are always just on their phone, just seem wildly overstated during an Australian summer. On beaches, at public pools, everywhere people are reading. Around me today I can see penguin classics and crime thrillers. Over to my right is a woman reading Britt Bennett's The Vanishing Half, and right next to her is an earnest-looking dude on what I can tell is a bath towel reading a very battered copy of George Orwell's Down and Out in Paris and London. How great are people. So I'm going to lean into my nosiest, snoopiest instincts for the final read this of 2023, and I'm going to ask some of these people what they're reading now that summer has finally arrived. From Schwartz Media, I'm Michael Williams, and this is Read This, a show about the books we love and the stories behind them. Uh, so if you could start by saying your name and what you're reading. Uh, my name's Anae, and I'm reading My Body by Emily Radajkowski. And what made you pick this book today? Oh, today, I don't know. I, my friend gave it to me for my birthday last year um, and said that I would really love it. And I guess I've just started my holidays and it's been something that's been on my list for a really long time to start. Um, and the idea of exploring your relationship with your own body and especially as a female is, is quite complicated. So I think that it's good to get a perspective of someone who obviously has had a lot of experience with their body being the centre of their identity. You said that you've just started your holidays. Do you read more over the holiday? Like, is it hard to read in the course of a normal week? What are your reading habits? Oh, my reading habits are shocking. (laughs) I definitely am a holiday reader. Um, We both work shift work, so it makes it a little bit hard because whenever we're not working, we're pretty tired. (laughs) But um, it's definitely something that I want to do more of, so... (laughs) Well, the holiday's perfect time. Yep. Thank you so much. Thank you. Amazing. No worries. Amazing thing. And so your name in the book. My name's Jess and I'm reading Ghosts by Dolly Alterton. Is it? I'm going to start again. How do you say it? Alterton. Alterton. 
Yeah. Oh, did it? <laughs> that, that is, but now you did confess, Jess, that you chose it because you picked it up off the bookshelf yeah. on a whim. What drew you to it? Well, my housemate offered me four books and I've heard other people talk about this author and I've never read any of her stuff before, but it sounded like something fun, lighthearted, something I could connect to easily. So, and I didn't actually know anything about it or the blurb, so I just thought it was kind of a lucky dip. Are you the same? You struggle to read during the year? Yeah, I definitely read more on breaks and holidays, but I think I actually read, I've always loved reading, but when I had COVID two years ago, I just bought all these books and I read for like a week straight. So it's definitely reignited me trying to read more often. I'm not on holidays, I just finished work early. So I thought, why not? Sunny day, go to the pool. Yeah, yeah. that is perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. No, that's okay. Uh, hi. Uh, you're doing the excellent thing of sitting, reading a book at the pool, my favorite thing. Tell us your name and what you're reading. Um, my name's Chris, and I'm reading The Creative Act, A Way of Being, um, by Rick Rubin. He's a really famous music producer. He's worked with a lot of different people. Um, but I think what drew me to this book wasn't so much what he's made with different musicians, more so the process of how he does that. Um, yeah, at the moment, I guess, just trying to find how I can express my creativity a little bit more and um, have found it really inspiring to, to reflect on some of his experiences. Um, if you could start with your name and yeah. uh, what you're reading. I am Hannah and I'm reading The Road by Cormac McCarthy. That is an excellent summary choice <laughs> for when you want that apocalypse vibe I by know. the pool. It is very apocalyptic. I didn't really know what I was going into, to be honest, but um, I kind of read in like a, I have a weird system and this was the next book, so that's it. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry, I can't let a weird system go without uh, digging in further because there's clearly a story there. I can't, no, it's really bad. I, I basically like... 10 years ago started looking at all the top 10 books and all that sort of stuff and made an excel spreadsheet that had like three and a half thousand books on it right and then every christmas and birthday i'd send it to my parents and then they would buy me books except i'm a very slow reader so i've got about 100 books on my shelf and now i just read them in alphabetical order and that's where i'm up to <laughs> there is no part of that system i don't love i think starting with an excel spreadsheet and going all the way through to just alphabetizing exactly. magic I love it. it. Otherwise, the, the problem is I'll just read the same kind of book every time, and it was the only way to make me read different things. And this is it, and it's working, so that's why I'm reading an apocalyptic book in summer. <laughs> Thank you so much. I love your roller coaster approach. I'm, I'm here for it. It's no wonderful. Worries. Uh, to begin, if we could grab your name and the name of the book that you're reading. Well, this is John, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a working class boy. Uh, Jimmy Barnes's uh, story, or his early story. Uh, look, it's uh, it's an easy read, but it's it's quite 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 funny. I think it's very very humorous. I mean, the, I mean whether it's ghost written or whatever, I'm not sure. But uh, he's um, his one line is a good. And yeah. It's an interesting story. I mean, I had no idea that uh, you know his early background. It's quite quite a quite a story. Do you like a celeb memoir? Like, do you like to? Um, I, look, I, I'm a bit, I'm a bit of a uh, mix reader, really. I do uh, a bit of everything. I like Cormac McCarthy, for instance. I, I love his his books. I've read most of his. Yeah, only two banana lounges over. Oh, I noticed that. I noticed that. Yeah, yeah, I noticed. Yeah, I've read, I've read pretty well all his books. I think he's, he's, he's probably my favourite writer. He's just a 
do you read like right through the year or is it only when you're on a break that you get to? <laughs> yeah, look, I look pretty well when I'm on a break. Um, you know, at home, but in the evenings, I mean, the TV's pretty crap, let's, let's call it. Uh, so I'll just get, sit in, get lie in bed and have a bit of a read or you know, sit outside or here, you know. I'm very jealous of you being on the Banana Lounge having a read today. It's a good thing. <laughs> well, it's a nice day for it, isn't it? <laughs> Finally. Okay, so if you could begin with your name and what you're reading. So my name's Jordan and I'm reading Never Ever by Colleen Hoover and Taryn Fisher. Um, yeah. <laughs> have you read other Colleen Hoovers? I have, but I've had a bit of a break from her recently. Um, but I've come back for this one. <laughs> Are you a fan? Because she is like on pretty much any bestseller list in the English yes. language anywhere in the world. Yes, I am a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> what do you like about it? Uh, I just really like the... I like how she's quick to it in her books. I don't like a book that I have to wait, you know, 100, 200 pages to get into to then enjoy. But she's quite good with getting getting um, caught from the start. Good tip. Thanks heaps. No worries. Uh, sorry, so if you want to start with your name and the book that you're reading. Yeah, my name is Bella um, and I'm reading The Spy's Wife by Fiona McIntosh. Have you read any other Fiona Macintosh? I haven't, no. It was a gift um, from my boyfriend for my birthday. <laughs> um, and his sister really likes this author um, and has read a lot of her books. Um, so he recommended it to me and I was like, sure. Is it the first time your boyfriend's tried buying you a book as a gift? It is actually, yeah. So this is pretty big. Yeah, no, it's a testing moment. It is, yeah. If it gets it wrong, that's embarrassing. <laughs> no, no, I actually, I've, I've only just, how many pages? I'm only 46 pages in. Um, but I really like it. It's different to anything I've read before. Um, are you generally a good poolside reader or do you are you aspirational? Do you bring the book and then like not off on the banana lounge or get into deep chat or more focused on the range of paddle pops at the pool. Look, you're, you're not wrong in all of that. I feel like I bring a book even to the beach or the pool, I do the same thing. I bring it like really hopeful. I'm just going to sit and read and then I fall asleep or I talk to Jordan, my housemate, just here at the pool. But I'm hopeful though with this book because it's actually really good. <laughs> oh, that is excellent. Thank you for letting us interrupt you. But We won't take up more no of your worries. day, but that is fabulous. Thanks no heaps and a happy Thank reading. You. Thank you. I think I need to stop being nosy and go and have a swim. When we return, some of Australia's best writers are going to share their recommendations for summer reading. We'll be right back. Did you know you can support the artists you love and receive a tax deduction for donations over $2 through the Australian Cultural Fund? Last year, the Australian Cultural Fund facilitated over $11 million of donations to artists across the country. You can make a real difference to the work of Australian artists this end of financial year by donating through the Australian Cultural Fund. For more information, visit australianculturalfund.org.au. With award-winning news coverage and reviews, the Saturday paper is essential reading for everybody. For a limited time, subscribe to a year of our quality, independent journalism and you'll receive the Saturday Paper's stainless steel coffee cup made in collaboration with Fresco for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. The Saturday Paper. No hot takes. 
The guests we've hosted this year on Read This have been an extraordinary delight. So much fun, such brilliant talent. We couldn't be more grateful to each of them. Catch up on the archive any time and let them be your company on that long road trip. Hours of excellent listening between the audiobooks. And if you're looking for that last recommendation, be it Christmas gift or personal indulgence, then look no further. You don't need to hear more from me on that front. Lord knows you've had enough of my recommendations this year. So we thought we'd throw it over to some of our supremely well-read guests to get their recommendations instead. Hello, my name is Charlotte Wood and the book that I think you should read this summer is Lioness by Emily Perkins. Emily is a New Zealand writer and I would say that this is the best of her many brilliant books. Lioness is about class and capitalism as it plays out in the compromises one woman makes in her marriage until she doesn't and then all hell breaks loose. This novel gave me shivers about the mask women wear to please others, about how hard it is to rip that mask off and what blows up when they do. Emily is such a sharp and witty and elegant writer and this novel is really completely gripping. The last thing I'll say about it is that you will never look at a beautiful homewares store in the same way again. Happy Christmas. Hi, I'm Melissa Lukashenko and this summer I really recommend that you read Mohawk writer Alicia Elliott. Her latest novel, And Then She Fell, is funny, it's fierce, it's absolutely brilliant Indigenous writing from Turtle Island. And after you read that, I recommend that you read The Palestine Laboratory by Anthony Lowenstein to understand more about what's happening in Israel-Palestine. Hi, it's Michelle de Kretzer here. My summer recommendation is England's Green by the British poet Zephyr Cuniel. That's K-U-N-I-A-L. Why? Because he's a tremendous poet. It's a terrific book. And I think we should all read more excellent poetry. My name is Sarah Krasnerstein, and I'd recommend this summer you read The Sullivanians by the journalist, author, and historian Alexander Steele. Its subtitle is Sex, Psychotherapy, and the Wildlife of an American Commune. So really, what more could you want? It's the bizarre and rollicking tale of a maverick psychoanalytic institute founded in a house in New York City in the 50s which operated until the early 90s, and like the best creative nonfiction, it shows generally that there's nothing stranger than the truth, and specifically it traces the ill fate of any closed power structure, you know, that tragic trajectory of anything that makes claims to be a human utopia. And I'm going to sneak in a gorgeous and wise novel Nadine Cohen's Everyone and Everything, which deals with grief and resilience and everything in between in surprising and often hilarious ways. Hi, I'm Tony Birch, and uh, my recommended reading for 2023, my favourite book was the novel Why We Are Here by Bryony Doyle. It was a remarkable book. Um, it's a story of, of grief, story of loss, and a story of recovery. 
and it's also an important story of place and the relationship, I think, between our emotions and our understanding of place. It was extraordinary, and I recommend it to everyone. My name's Lee Sales, and I'd recommend this summer that you read The Thursday Murder Club by Richard Osman. There are four books in the series. I only just got around to reading books one and two. It is the most delightful romp of a kind of amateur sleuth genre thing. It's funny, it's clever, it keeps you glued to the page. I just loved it. It's the perfect, perfect summer holiday read. Some truly excellent recommendations there. And finally, before we get out of here, some homework. Generally, when we think summer reading, we think light and breezy. Nothing taxing to disturb the downtime and the decompression. But a few years ago, I came to the realisation that summer is also a great time to finally read that classic that you've never got to. The slower pace, the luxurious extra hours of reading time lend themselves to discovery and a little bit of a challenge. Nothing says Banana Lounge like tackling the Iliad. Boxing Day test? Stuff that. Time for James Joyce. So with that in mind, we've had an idea. There was one book that came up several times in the conversations preparing for episodes this year, and it reminded me all over again how much it was a personal favourite. I'm talking about George Eliot's Middlemarch. Daniel Lavery is convinced it's never too late to be smug about reading such a classic. I only read this in the last couple of years after a lifetime of avoidance, but now that I have, I got real smug about it. So I was like, I've read Middlemarch, and now I think Middlemarch can tell all of us how to live. So you should read Middlemarch, even though I waited until I was 35. And Christos Cholkas identified Middlemarch as a deeply sensual book to read. I talk about finding Middlemarch, the George Eliot novel, astoundingly sensuous. And like, Eliot is not interested in sex. I mean, she, her writing is a million miles away from mine, I get that. But I find in her descriptions of the natural world and in her descriptions of the people in that world, in that small community that she is describing, and an immense erotic um, pleasure in the reading of it. So here's my pitch to you. Why not try picking up a copy of Middlemarch this summer and finally giving it a go? I promise it'll be absolutely worth it. It is a classic for a reason. And we're going to sweeten the deal. When we return on February 11th, we're going to discuss it on the show. A little read this summer book club, if you like, for anyone who needs that extra push. But until then, have a lovely and safe summer. And happy reading. As a a 7am listener, you value the story behind the headlines. That's why you should read Post, a free daily newsletter bringing you the top five news stories of the day, summarising each of their key points. Sign up at thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash newsletters. That's it for the first year of Read This. Thank you so much for the support you've shown. We have had an absolute blast. As ever, you can find all these books at your favourite independent bookstore, or if you want to listen to them as audiobooks, it's the Read This Reading Room at Apple Books, apple.co slash readthis. The link is in our show notes. And from me, a deep and personal thank you to the extraordinary Read This team 
Uh, we are a small gang but dedicated and I could not have got through it without the others. I'm speaking of course of producer and editor Clara Ames, mixer and original composer Zoltan Fecho and our brilliant founding editor Sarah McVie. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next year.